Well, thank you so much, Zaria. That was an amazing khutbah. Um, honestly, I think, you know, our mosque, what we pride ourselves on is um, including vulnerability in our khutbahs. And I think literally out of all of the khutbahs that we've heard in our mosque, there's nothing that has gotten more vulnerable and more courageous than this one. So I just really applaud you and I admire you for opening up and sharing so bravely. Yes. Really, because, I mean, this is something everyone, whether they're married or not, everyone struggles with at some point in their life. And no, I don't think anyone, I've ever heard anyone speak this openly and bravely and so supportively um, as you have. So thank you so much for your contribution to all of your sisters and brothers. There already were 400 people who watched it on Facebook today. So inshallah, inshallah it grows and it helps so many people. So thank you. Thank you again. Takbir. Amazing. Oh my goodness. Um, so, is there any? Can you please uh, give us a few more details about the story from the <laughs> this morning? Uh, no, I did not get this guy's number. Okay. So that has been. People have asked me that. No, I was so like focused on getting here and doing this that no, I kind of lost the opportunity. Aww. So, anyways. Yeah. 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 And young. Was he cute? Yes. And young. I probably would have felt like I was, yes. Yeah. You asked it in a much more direct way. I asked her, were you repulsed by him? Yeah, yeah that's what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. He, he was, yeah. No, it was an attractive gentleman, but I was just like... So like not out, like so out of it that man yes. forget the women's mosque. You should have <laughs> Well, you never know. I may bump into if it's meant to be. Yes. I may we may cross paths again. You Inshallah. Never know. Inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> All right. Would anyone like to go first with a comment or question, reflection? We like to hear from everyone, but we especially push those who feel shy. Um, or who normally don't speak up, we want, want you to push yourselves to speak up. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Wa alaikum Zaria. Yeah. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I got it for years. When you gone? What's wrong with you? Da da da. So and so so. Maybe you should change. Lower your standards. Da 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 da. They see me, they wouldn't even say assalamu alaikum. First thing, when you gonna get married, sister? And I used to wonder, what's it to you? If I ask all of you, why you keep getting divorced? You'd be insulted. So think about me, I'm being insulted, you're insulting me. As though my only word to you as a human being was the fact that I am not married. You didn't want to hear what I had to say. So I know. And um, I have to say I was like you. It would make me nervous. I feel self-conscious, I go to Juma. Is everybody looking at me, she's not married? And I got myself in a physical state where I was ill. I ended up with cancer because, you know, bad thoughts can give you diseases. So one day I had to go to my Lord and say, Ola, I am a Muslim for you and you alone. And I had to keep praying on that and praying on that until he healed me of this. What are they thinking? Do they want me to, you know, like drop dead or whatever because I'm not married or whatever? Because the Muslims are very concerned about people being married. Nobody gave me grief about not being married. My own mother never bothered me about not being married. But I come around the Muslims, first thing, when you get married? You're not married yet? How old are you now? Da-da-da-da-da. But now that I'm older, nobody bothers me. They say, it's no help for her, okay? But I just want you to know, 
Don't let it get you into a diseased state in your body. It's not worth it. Mm, thank you. So now when I come into Masjid, I walk in like I own it. Because I do. We all, we all do. Yes. So I just wanted to share that with you. Because I just thought I was alone in that question. Because there are a lot of single sisters who have never been married. But it seems like I was the only one they were asking that question. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. I'm Fatima. Um, I just want to thank you for those words of wisdom, Zaria. I mean, I think we always as women put others first. And while there's a lot of positive things that come of that, it can also hold us back and it can damage us. Like the sister said, we have to think about that. And uh, also think about what we say to people. I mean, we mean well, but we can say things that hurt people without meaning to. And I think that's important. Those are words of wisdom. So inshallah, we'll all think about that. Yeah, I think that was such an important point about, um, and I think women in general tend to suffer from this, where we don't treat ourselves as well as we treat others. Um, and especially in this regard, um, you know, I really identified with what you were saying about you know, focus on the community. I even used to have like this idea in my head that I was like, I'm gonna match make three couples first and then I'm gonna get married. And <laughs> starting like a few months ago, I was like, maybe I should be the third couple that I match make. <laughs> Trying to incorporate self-care and self-love. But um, I think that was a really important uh, um, point that you made and I'm very grateful that you, you know, brought that wisdom to our congregation. Hi, um, my name's Lori. I um, have been divorced, I think, for six or seven years now. I was married for 17, um, and it didn't end well for me. So there's a lot of time spent getting myself whole again after that. Um, but I also think I resonated, it resonated so much with me, your story too, when people wanna fix you up with just whoever. Like so-and-so is single, like having a pulse is enough. Like that you don't have to have anything else, just this person's single. And I think that's one thing that we, as women put up with is that we tend to um, cave or, or bend to people who want us who want us to want what they want for us. Yeah. And that's not, it's hard to say no to that because there's such good intentions, but that's my, that was what I needed advice on was how do you gently but firmly tell these people, you know, your friend isn't good enough for me. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not what I want. Like it's hard because yeah. they're trying, but they're not hitting the mark. Um, wow, that's an excellent question. I tell them, you can marry him. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, have, I probably have said that. But you know what else? You know, one of the things is just reflecting, one of the things I added was that, you know, I really understand that you're trying to help me, so let me share with you what I'm looking for. Um, because honestly, you know, I don't want, you know, to make you uncomfortable or myself uncomfortable, you know, by having to go through, you know, this song and dance about you bringing people who possibly, you know, I feel I'm not compatible with. So here, here's some of my criteria. You know, here's what, here's what I'm looking for. Um, or, and if, and also let me just say this, you may not be in the mindset of that right now. Like you might have to say, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, but I'm not, like I, right now, I'm just taking time for myself. But you know, keep that on the back burner, and I'll circle back around. But I, but I would, I'll, you know, I just really, people have the best intentions. But the flip side is, so many, you know, people have tried to fix me up, but they never asked, what did I want? I mean, if you truly care about me and want to help, help a sister out, then 
find out what I'm looking for. And, and also, let me say this, you can flip the script, you know, because people who said I'm picky or whatever, you know, I'm not the youngest, you know, person out there. I, I've had some experience, uh, you know, I, I've been around, as my mama says, this ain't my first rodeo. Like, you know, I'm a, so my point in saying that is, one of the blessings about being older is, you know, I feel I've gained wisdom, wisdom about myself. So if somebody, if I'm already sensing, yeah, this ain't, he ain't the one, then please honor me with saying, you know what, I respect your opinion, I respect you know yourself, versus making me feel badly that I know myself, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I, I just put that out there as, you know, help, help people help themselves by saying, what are you looking for? And if you feel that they may be, you know, possibly, how do I say this, you know, their criteria, what they're looking for, maybe too many. You know, we all have deal breakers, but you only should have like three major deal breakers, not a list of 10. So that may be where you come in and say, you know what, I'm here for you, but you know, my, you know, in reading, you know, or looking at books regarding relationship, you know, it's important to only have three deal breakers because you don't want to eliminate someone who, who may, you know, you may have potential with. So just things like that, but, that, but I, you know, hopefully, that's how I would reflect back is, let me share with you what I am looking for. <laughs> you know anybody like this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep yourself on the lookout for this. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. Uh, Katiba Zaria, I've already complimented you personally, but I just want to say it here in the group. It was a marvelous kutbah. It was funny. I don't think you should quit your day job, but you have a, a wonderful sense of humor, a wonderful way of bringing forth what you're trying to say. And so we remember it. Um, what I would like to contribute is in spite of the fact that I like to think I'm young, <laughs> when I look around, it's pretty obvious that, oh, I see, I have been to the mountaintop, I'm sliding down the other side, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> so <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to assess looking back at my own life, and I think one of the first things is, and you're, you're saying this, you have to know yourself. Unless you know yourself, you don't know what it is that you want from someone else. And as you said, just having a pulse is not enough. It's just not enough. So I think about the expression that women can have it all. And I personally believe that women can have it all. However, you cannot have all of it all the time. Sometimes you make adjustments, and I've made a lot of adjustments through my life. Sometimes it's children, sometimes it's going to school, you know, whatever. It's been a path forward, but it hasn't been just a straight path. And I'm very grateful for the lessons that I've learned from that. As you said, love yourself first. If you don't love yourself first, you really are not prepared to love anybody. You're prepared to be a martyr. And there are always people out there who are willing to take advantage of that. That's not a merit. So I wish the best for any woman who is looking for a husband. It has to include a man who is looking for a wife and who is your equal. If you're unequal, unequally yoked, 
it's just, it's a, we all know the end of that story. So, inshallah, everyone here will be blessed with what it is that they truly want and what Allah wants for you. Thank you. Um, Assalamualaikum. And I agree, wonderful, wonderful work. I know how hard it is to do that. I have a couple of things I'd like to share, but um, what I've found, um, and I'm in that same category, been in this community all my life, just turned 60 and I'm happy um, with that age, but uh, no husband, no children. And so, you know, you do question yourself, but um, I think what I've noticed is that there really isn't any courting. I remember growing up in a community and you would see couples courting. I mean, you know, they, they, had, they, they went out in public. You go to the Muslim restaurant, they were there. You know, everybody knew their business. We, you know, we kept our eyes on them. Those things don't happen anymore. It's, it's, it's almost like a closed community kind of a thing. But what I find is that we don't give our chance, our, our, ourselves the opportunity and a chance to court. We're so eager to get married, but we don't ask those questions that we need to ask. Um, you know, do you want children? Do you have children? Um, what are you looking for in a wife? What are you looking for in a husband? How do you think we should handle our disagreements and things like all of those things that come about and cause the demise of marriages because we really haven't had a chance to get a chance to know each other. We, we rush. I've said this before, um, for Muslim women and, and um, you know, I can only speak really from the African-American woman concept, but um, I'm happy to hear and listen to any other comments. But we seem to, to, to make ourselves in a desperate kind of a situation, and I know I've mentioned this before. We're so desperate to complete that dean of marriages half, blah, 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 that we rush to things and we don't go and we don't investigate and we don't get to know as much as possible. You're not gonna ever, ever get to know someone. Everybody's good at hiding who they are, but in reality, if you ask enough questions if you spend enough time with that individual, nice kosher time with that individual, you start noticing the flaws and the things that maybe you can't deal with or that needs to be discussed. So that's what I say. Um, I'm at the point now where, yeah, having babies is gone, I'd have to adopt. But I'm still looking for a husband, but I'm not, I'm not in that desperate mode. When and if he comes, if it's meant for me to have him, then I will. I see Muslim sisters that are in their 70s and the 80s and their husbands have passed because I travel quite a bit and I hear them think, saying comments like, oh, I'm ready to get married again. And in my mind, I'll be like, why? What? What? But... Obviously, it's important to them. So if even in their 70s and their 80s and they are still looking to get married, then that means there's something in there for, for that person. But please don't rush. Please ask the right questions. Please don't blind yourself to certain circumstances that doesn't work for you, but you don't respond to. Priscilla started this. Uh, I have a question. Basically, in Islamic countries traditionally, families get together 
and decide who's going to marry who. Uh, you have a Wali, you have someone who's helping this process. But for people in this culture, she mentioned courting. That's how, I got married three times, I'm really good at this, okay? <laughs> but, but courting, have we actually worked out a viable way of quote-unquote courting or finding a husband or wife in this culture? We don't have the large families coming together to do that, you know. So I'm just wondering if anybody has some background information on that. Uh, in some communities in Northern California, where there are large numbers of immigrant Muslims, that does go on. My daughters attended college in Northern California, and they would relate this joke that the guys would play on a lady who was a matchmaker. They would call up and they would pretend to be an elderly father or mother. And they would talk to her about finding a spouse for a son or daughter. And then they would mention ridiculous demands. And she would realize they were teasing her. And she'd say, God must forgive you. You cheating old lady, I'm only trying to give you half of your dean and you're making fun of me. <laughs> so there are some matchmakers. <laughs> but what I've been looking for on here in response to some of your comments is I read a very beautiful description uh, for a lady preparing to get married. And I think it was in Aziza magazine, and it was discussed preparing a resume as, for, as people do when they're seeking a job. And this is the most important career. It may not be, for example, uh, your skills in networking, but your qualities as a human being. And it was so eloquent. Uh, I can't, you know, I, I don't think I could do justice trying to repeat it. And you don't have to show it to anyone. This just helps you to know yourself. And if I ever find it, I will make a copy and share. <laughs> so let me just say this um, regarding, uh, from one, my experience, as well as talking to other people, um, that there is, so first of all, a lot of people are online, um, and there are sites that are catering to Muslims um, online for people looking for matrimonial um, assistance. Um, on top of that, uh, there are there are matchmaking um, groups that literally you can join for a fee um, that will cater to Muslims. Um, there are, actually there are a couple um, that you can find, as well as you know. I think also um, depending on where you are. So knowing some people who live on the East Coast, many times they go to the Imam literally 
they, depending on how big their community is, they're talking to the imam and the imam or the imam's wife or, um, you know, there are people designated who they're actually talking. And these are American Muslims who know who is single. I think it makes it harder depending on what masjid you frequent and, you know, how well, you know, um, I mean, we have imams. Some of our mosques don't have like one imam. It might be several. So that might be a little harder to do. Um, then also there are Facebook groups that are on, you know, so there's, here's the thing, there's a multiple layered, I think nowadays we have to take a multiple layered approach in finding partners. There's no one way um, to, to find partners. Um, I also think, you know, talking about the resume, there are still some cultures that are still doing actually that kind of resume type of uh, you know, depending on what communities, because I've heard of, the, you know, talk to people who've experienced that, like literally they're from certain communities. Uh, it's important for them to, to marry in that community. So they're, they're looking and they're kind of submitting resumes per se. So, you know, it's a, it's a multiple, multiple layered approach. But I do think, I will say this, and looking at some of my friends who have kids now who who are of marriageable age, I think it's kind of interesting because um, I see like, depending on how old you are, there was a huge push to get married by a certain age. And I think I'm seeing that being less, depending on what community you're in, some of that is, is, is there's less of a pressure. There's the thought process you will get married, but you know, it is important for you to get your education first. I think that, you know, so, People are kind of, we still don't have, I, to answer, I don't think that there's like a one-size-fits-all approach, but I think people are doing multiple types of things. And at the end of the day, though, I still think it's a, it's a challenge um, because there are, like I said, more single people than ever before. Even though we see these shows about weddings, there's still a lot of, of single people. And, and I agree, knowing yourself is so, so Im important to realize what you want. There's also a couple books, like Before the Wedding. Um, there's, there's two that are actually specifically for Muslims. And these are, again, we may not have books on how to court, but we may, but these are things to, to have conversations with, you know, uh, to have conversations about when you're meeting people. Um, and, I, and I think there's also the challenge of, depending on how much you've been exposed to, and what I mean by that is your education, who, you know, who you socialize with, I think it's kind of interesting. Be, as Muslim women, it's interesting how, like, sometimes you're in situations where Muslim men don't want to, like, they, want, they don't want to talk to you, they claim it's, like, out of respect, but, like, if you met them at a place of business, they would totally be talking to you. They would totally have a conversation with you, totally be making small talk with you, but somehow, you know, now, I, I have no skills to articulate anything, and, and, and there's just, just this awkwardness. And I think, you know, we also need to make a space for people to just talk, you know? Uh, and, I, and I think sometimes it's not that, you know, you can have uh, friends that are, you know, not your gender, um, whatever box they do check, and, and still have wonderful friendships. Um, and they possibly can give you windows into what other people, you know, how maybe you're coming off. So I, I think that's important. And, and I think sometimes we, we miss that because there, there's this kind of separation sometimes based on gender that we're, we're missing those pieces. So, I mean, I know that was a long response, but, I, but I'm just saying, I'm throwing out that, that there's multiple ways 
and, and I think it also gets harder like the older that you get because, you know, people sometimes feel awkward to have these conversations with you um, as well. So, you know, I kind of wonder when someone's not having the conversation with me, have they written me off? You know, or, you know, so, so what is that about? And, and yet keeping in my mind, like, you know, don't write me off. I, I, I'm still a viable, viable human being <laughs> who would desire partnership. Um, you know, so just, you know, that's something to kind of just reflect on. Try different sources. If you want to speak to me after, Lord, I've been on a lot. Um, you know, well, keep hope alive. I mean, I, I have to. I think that's, you know, one of the things in me saying this is keep hope alive. I, I can't, you know, all it takes is one. You know, and trust me, there are days when I sit home and cry, and then there are days when I say to myself, you know, get back up on there and, and go out there again. And I think that that's with many things in life. This, was, this is just one of those things that I think a lot of things in life remind you of your, for me, I'll speak of myself, I'll use an I statement. I think for me, a lot of things remind me that I am single. Um, and I, you know, sometimes in the, I'm in the space where, yep, you're single, keep it pushing. And other times I'm in the space where I'm single, what the heck is wrong with me? So it just, it just varies sometimes. That's such a good point about the segregation. I remember in college, uh, our MSA had maybe about 100 people in it, and all of our MSA meetings, the women or the girls were on the right side yeah. and the boys were on the left side. Exactly. And I thought it was haram to talk to boys, so I never did. Um, and then come senior year, all of a sudden, four weddings are announced. I was like, how did they talk yeah. to each other? Right. So they've been doing all this stuff secretly underground. Right. How are you supposed to do it in a halal way? And so that's... A challenge that I'm having right now is like, wow, I've developed a really intense shyness around the opposite gender. And so that's, I think we do need to create those spaces where it's halal and it's okay and nothing is, you, there's no like suspicion of anything being wrong about it and also no shame attached to it. I think that's mm -hmm. something we need to create for the younger generations of Muslims. She's just one. She's an African-American sister. Um, but that's what she does. She hosts uh, a single program. And it's always very nice because she's really kind of a diva kind of girl, so she likes to roll like that. But that's just one, and we just need to find out where they are. When I say we, I'm talking about y'all because I'm really all right. But um, we do need to find out where they are, and we go. I can tell you the first one I went to um, out of state, and it was the last one I went to. Well, it's, you know, you go to show who you are, right? You're not trying to hide who you are. So I don't necessarily have my hair covered, okay? I sat there, and no one even spoke. The sisters never spoke to me. The brothers definitely didn't speak to me. And so that was cool because I knew that that was not the atmosphere right. I needed to be in. Right. And so I left. So when I travel and they have these events, I don't waste my time paying or going, okay? But I'll look out there in the audience and see what I see, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying, I know there are folks that are hosting these events and we just need to know where they are and we need to go. And you, what you need to do is don't go by yourself. You know, you grab a sister, whether she's single or not, and you say, let's go. 
So that way that you don't feel so uncomfortable being in there by yourself because it's very intimidating. No, I would definitely just help each other as far as, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I say if you know somebody, you know, it's almost like see something, say something. Like, because I, I don't think we realize how hard, sometimes people who aren't single don't realize how hard it is. Um, and again, that segregation piece that you were talking about just, you know, compounds it. Um, I also think that even as single people, like I said, sometimes there's not somebody maybe doesn't rock my world, but they may fit with, you know, a friend I know. Um, and so I just say, like, you know, help each other, help each other out. Like that, you know, I want to just focus on it's not, you know, we're single, I get that. But, it, but it's one, it's the compassion and the mercy for yourself to know that you're okay and you're not alone. Um, and also to know that, you know, hey, there's, you know, believe that there's somebody out there for you. You know, you just have to do what you have to do. Um, and not to say you're not doing something, because one of the things I didn't put in my chutbah, but one of the things that people have said to me is like, oh, sister, are you praying? You know, pray for, do, are you praying for a husband? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I don't pray for a husband. I mean, what, like, what kind of question is that? You know what I mean? To almost say like, I ha do you think I'm not praying for a husband? You know, at the, so just to, you know, to, and, and how do you think that makes me feel? Like, my prayer isn't good enough? I'm not a good prayer? Like, you know, I didn't know, like, I, I, I understand, I understand we can say stop listening, but we are humans. And one of the, and, and, and you, yeah, so, so it's a balance. Again, there are days when I can, Days when I can be like, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And just smile, thank you so much. And keep it pushing. And then there are other days when it gets to my heart. That's all I'm saying is we're all human. And, you know, we're all, as we ebb and flow through life, there will have moments. That's what I was supposed, you know, this is about mercy and compassion. Some days you can just, you know, glide through a whole bunch of negativity and just be like, and it's, you know, dust it off, brush it off. You're like, I'm good, say whatever, you know. And there are other days when, you know, you literally just want to hide. So that's all I'm expressing to you is just to, you know, love yourself and help each other out when you see somebody going through something like that. You know, a kind word, a hug. That's all. I mean, that was, that was the purpose, that we, you know, we all can do our part to help each other. And share resources. Let me say this. This is, you know, if you know something, this may be a time to say, hey, oh, you know, Hasna, can you, I got this information, you know, I don't know where to put this out, but could you put it out or whatever? Can we post it, you know, could you verify it's legit? First step one, verify it's legit. Um, and then, you know, put that out or, or, you know, get it to somebody who, as we call kind of when I was doing prevention work, a popular opinion leader, someone who has kind of cachet in the community who people trust. You tell that person, you know, and they can put it out there. So, you know, and you get several of those people. So there, there's ways we do have to work on this. I'm going to say this is something we haven't faced before, and I don't think it's just us as Muslims. You know, and so, you know, and some of us maybe who kind of are in those in-between places are, you know, going to have to kind of be the, 
you know, I, the guinea pigs, the trial and error people, because we didn't have these kind of circumstances. They probably were always there, but maybe not the, the issue wasn't as huge as it is possibly now. And so, you know, we're, we're learning as we go along. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Rafia. And, you know, we've been talking about trying to find people and so forth. But what's wrong with being alone? There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. I have been married not once, but twice. My second marriage was 12 years long, and I was alone, even though I was married. Mm -hmm. There was like two ships crossing in the night, hello and goodbye, and that was the end of it. I grew up here, he was from another country, and we just didn't, you know, we, did, we just had different views. Mm -hmm. And after that, I was like, oh my God, what is the point of doing this? So I filed for a divorce, and that was the end of it. But I am fine. I get up in the morning, I have three children, mashallah. I have a 23-year-old, a 15-year-old, uh, sorry, she's just turned 16, sweet 16, and then I have a, my younger son, Mohammed, who is 11. And I get up, and I'm very positive when I get up, I take care of them, drop them at school, come back, go to the gym, I see my friend Amal at the gym, we work out, we get it out, you know, just, we're fine, and then I go home, and I make these, I, I, you have to find things that you like to do, and then just do it, so I started making handcrafted soaps, and it's just, it's the essential oils, and it's just, everything is just so beautiful, when you, when you smell them, it just makes you feel great. And yes, there, of course I get lonely sometimes, but it's better to be alone than being with the wrong person too, right? Yes, yes. So, yes, if I happen to bump into somebody at the coffee shop and it just, you know... And he rocks your world. And he rocks my world and he just puts me on the pedestal. Oh, yeah, sure, I'll go for that. But I won't settle for anything just, you know, just to be married. It's, mm -hmm. that's not good. I have a problem with this half your dean. Sorry, I'm going to keep it real. You know, I think that women, as women, we get sold on certain things. This is a hadith. So just keep that in mind. It's not in the Quran. Nowhere in the Quran says you're not complete as a human being. We are each complete as a person. I don't need a man to complete me. Am I grateful that I have one? Hell yeah. But the reality is, I think we have been told lies as women. And we believe them. Whether we're Muslim or not is, I think, irrelevant. When you were talking, and first I want to tell you, you're an amazing speaker. I love your vulnerability. I love your truth. And you've been my friend for a very long time. And you've taught me how to be kind to myself. And I thank you for that. That's something that nobody teaches you when you're growing up, when you're Muslim. We're very tough on ourselves. And alhamdulillah, through my friendship with Tiffany, I have learned a lot about myself. And I'm grateful for that. And I've learned to put the mask on myself first. I went to the Islamic Center of Irvine the other day. And the way I felt, I felt like I was subhuman. There was this huge area where the men could walk freely. And we had a barrier for us. I sat next to Dr. Raga Hathout and her comment to me was, I feel like I'm in prison. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful I'm here with you guys. I don't feel like a second-class citizen. And that we should celebrate. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. And the reality is we have to claim our truth. I am a complete human being minus a man. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather be alone than be miserable. 
because I have been miserable mm -hmm. and it's not worth it. Thank you, Tiffany, for yeah. your truth today. You're welcome. You're a wonderful friend. So let me just clarify. I hope you didn't get that I'm saying you have to get, you know, a, a partner. I'm just saying, you know, to if you, and one of the things I said was if you want one, because I think it's really important to prospect people's space of where they're at. You know what I mean? So if that's not for you, then that's not for you. I, I, I don't believe that. And I, and I, and, and I, you know, I've met people who are just, who have clearly, and some people have articulated that today, like, I'm good. So we want to support people wherever they're at, you know? So if they're looking for a partner, help them. If they're not, cool. Help them be the best them they can be. And that's regardless. You know, one of the things I want in, in knowing, you know, about myself as I kind of am on the journey of life is the better I know myself, the better I can be to myself and to others. Okay, so, you know, I hope you get that as well. Like, be kind to yourself, you know, because that's how you will better be able to bring, you know, to share and help other people. Um, and, and if you're feeling like, you know, not whole, and that's another issue, you know, that we have to move away from is we are, I, I love what you said, we're whole human beings. You know what I mean? Look, I, I would like a partner to enhance me. You know what I mean? Enhance me. So one of my theories that I use, here's my therapist in me coming out. Generally, I use this about sex. Um, but here, I'm, I'm going to use it kind of metaphorically. One of the things I, is about this. So sex is great. You know, um, so relationships, if you have a good relationship, it's like cake, okay? So pound cake is good. It doesn't have frosting, but it's good cake, okay? So if you, you know, so I, usually you've probably heard my, my um, discussion of my description. So I do a lot of human sexuality work. So one of the things I would say to people is sex is the frosting. If you don't have good cake, Many times, slathering frosting on crap is slathering frosting on crap. And it's gross. So that's why I'm saying we need to build good cake, ladies. You know, having a relationship with someone who respects us, who honors us, and we them, because it's a partnership. So they help you be a better you, and you're helping them be a better them. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, that's where I'm coming from, is wanting to build good cake, but also feeling I'm a pretty good cupcake myself, mind you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, you know, we can just make a bigger cake. It's not that, you know, and so that's kind of how I kind of attempt to reflect on stuff is that this, you know, I'm great cake. I'm a good pound cake solo, but a little frosting, I'm not anti a little frosting, might not help this cake a little. That's what, so that's how I would put this out to you all. Be great cake. If you want frosting, put it on. If you don't, you're still great cake. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two last ones, and then we have to wrap it up. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. Um, I, to echo what everybody said, I thought your chuppah was fantastic, and it kind of reminded me of Kenyatta's one years ago I haven't seen in a long time. It was good to see you. Um, but in terms of, you know, the Rahman Rahim and showing that with others, I see that with my, my kids. I have two little girls. And so 
as in your line of work and as I already see them not being merciful with themselves mm. and being critical of themselves yes. and then seeing how that impacts how they interact with others. So um, I'm guessing most of your work is in, in adults, but in terms of teaching children, and maybe I'm not the best model because I'm probably not mm. merciful, <laughs> compassionate mm. myself as I should be. Do you have any tips for, for in your line of work how you can kind of empower people or tips for getting them to really focus on and, and being able to show themselves mercy and compassion? Yes, so actually I worked with girls, adolescent girls for, for several years. So, but what I'm going to share with you I think is just applicable to whoever you are. Um, and one of the things is make a model of yourself um, and, and write what's fabulous about you on that and look at it regularly. Name what is fabulous about you and, and say it daily. Um, one of the things I have to remind myself, so with girls, what is, you know, what makes you fabulous? What makes you great? Ask them and remind them, you know, let's draw a picture. Let's do a vision board. Something that you can look at every day to, because mommy thinks you're great, but I want you to think you're great because you are. And if mommy wasn't here, you would still be fabulous. So let's talk about that. So-and-so is great at math. So-and-so has a wonderful smile. And try to focus on attributes that are not physical. Like, you know, um, because y your beauty can fade. You could get big or small, you know. But, you know, if you have a lovely smile, you have a lovely smile um, in, in that sense. And even if your smile is crooked, it can still be lovely. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, hair, cutting your hair, you know, that... I mean, we could use that when we're really small because sometimes that's all they can think of. But you really want to focus on these heart issues, their core, their heart and their brain. You know, one time, you know, when, when people sometimes make comments to me like, oh, you're so pretty, some of the things I want to say is, you know, and I'm smart. You know, because your beauty may fade, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, but, but, your, but your intelligence, hopefully, unless, you know, something happens to you, um, you know, will we'll hopefully can sustain you. So that's something, you know, pictures, little mantras that they can say, little things like, why is whatever their name is, you know, I am fabulous, you know, why, why is that? You know, so-and-so is smart, that type of thing, to help them, you know, and when, when you're hearing that self-criticism, ask them, so where did you get that? Because let me say something else to you. I don't think my mom, you know, or somebody said to me, uh, you know, don't do this or don't do that. Sometimes it's just from the environment. That's why I say socialize. You have to care about people. It's important to be nurturing. Like, you're a girl. That's what you do. It's not sometimes that an adult tells you that. It's that you just glean this from the from culture. So that's another thing to think, you know, to find out, and sometimes it's harder to explore, like, what do you think about this? Just to get to gauge what their opinions are. <laughs> because you may not ever think to ask them that, and then you realize, oh my gosh, where did you get that? Because I totally don't think that. Um, but that's, again, just a way to build a dialogue um, regarding that. So hopefully that gives you a few things. Uh, being able to look at yourself in the mirror and compliment yourself. Yeah. I used to think that was really cheesy and I thought it was not necessary and then I tried it and I started crying because yes. I was like, wow, this is so powerful. Um, and saying the things that 
you would want someone else to say to you, being able to say that to yourself, mm -hmm. um, it takes away, I think, all the desperation. Because I think when people, or when single people get desperate, it's really about self-worth. Yeah. Um, and if you can give yourself that love, you realize, oh, okay, I'm, I don't actually need X, Y, Z for this badly. I just need, you know, a connection. Um, but you're not trying to build yourself up through someone else's validation of you. Um, did you have, you had a question? I just wanted to say something to you, and I really enjoyed hearing you speak. This is my first time at one of these, so I'm really happy to be here. Um, sister, God bless you for having room in your life and having cultivated the space for the love you want. I think it's really important. Um, you know, a lot of people don't make room for the love that they want, but I feel like you have. And when you are having a hard time being merciful to yourself, when you don't feel compassionate or you feel like a failure, I feel like you should remember that you are, when you love yourself, affirming and showing the world how to love you. So the love that you mm -hmm. want and you show it to yourself, you're putting it out there mm -hmm. to have it more yes. of it from the person that you exactly. deserve. Yeah. So inshallah, sister, I really hope that you find the love that you seem to be cultivating, you, you deserve it. Um, for me, like what you guys are saying really resonated because I'm in a place where I found Islam. I've been in a relationship for seven or eight years. It's like being with a stranger. I don't wanna do it anymore. And I'm, I'm, you know, I've been around like the traditional communities where I'm sure they think I should get married and even trying to explain like, no, in fact, I'm not married, I'm living in a relationship that's not halal, and I need to make room for my, like, halal love, yeah. <laughs> because this is not working, like, oh, I'm so far from where you're at, but inshallah, sister, you deserve everything and more that you want. Thank you. Oh, I can know Kenyatta. Okay, assalamualaikum, everyone. Thank you, Hasana. Walaikum salam. Resonate with everyone that you said in here, and I'm gonna keep it short and sweet, like Papa Shaw, yeah. Shaw's <laughs> ex-husband says. A mm -hmm. um, couple of things. I think the first thing is, like, you, I'm so glad you said it with the Kuba was reminding me, just your self-love. You know, my mother, even though I was born and raised Muslim, my mother would say, you know, when you become an adult, buy lingerie for yourself. Mm -hmm. Sit in lingerie by yourself and, and be comfortable in your own skin. And I used to be like, wow, my mom is really deep, right? Yeah. But <laughs> It made a lot of sense because as I became older, I understood, right? And yeah. some of you know, I've, I'm in the you know, few time club that I was married and fortunately I was able to meet my mate after I was completely done, like done, 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 and had been a year. And I really just got in tune with myself. Mm -hmm. Like she was saying, she said she was good. I was so good because I had really looked within and saw who I was. And Priscilla and I have had many conversations about that too. Because I was just getting married to just be married to satisfy sex. Let's just be very clear mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be in a haram state mm -hmm. and being born and raised Muslim and being in my community. I had even married someone that had been from my community for years, known their whole family 25, 30 years. We had courted for almost a year. So I'm saying that to say, yes, sometimes it is better to court longer, but I met my husband in 30 days. You better believe I background checked him, paid background checked him, and did a Muslim background check 
Um, he did the same thing to me, and we've been married for five years, and we have a very loving relationship. Yeah, do we argue at times? Of course, but it's a very respectful. I had to look at what were my wants and what were my needs. Mm -hmm. He did not have a degree, but he was in the military, and he was, he's very articulate and very intelligent. So I had to look at my core needs, like you said, write those down, right? But once you are in that space of, I'm okay with me, that's when it happens. So, alhamdulillah. All right. Thank All you. Right. Thank, Thank you. you, everyone, so much. Thank uh, you. We're going to close here. And if you guys can, we, we only have uh, our uh, contractors, we're uh, like 15 minutes over. So, we're going to end. If you oh. guys want to talk more to the khatiba, please come up and talk to her. Um, and then we appreciate you helping us yeah, clean up, sure. fold the rugs, and okay. uh, have a great sure. Friday, inshallah.